from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hello. Hello. I was calm how you've had in so long. <laughs> Guys, if we talk in a British accent randomly throughout this episode, it's because we are binging or enforcing Sarah to watch with me Love Island. It's, it, it became my thing during quarantine, and now I'm rewatching it again because I actually don't have any time on my hands, but I make time by avoiding all my responsibilities. Love Island, just because I'm a regular Bachelor watcher. And Big Brother viewer and like the live cams. Like I love it. That's my ship. But I can't say I've ever been so emotionally invested in a show like Love Island. And I've granted, 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 I've only been watching it for like a few days. But it's one of the best things I've ever watched in my life. All of the characters I love. And if I don't love them because they're nice, I love them because they're like drama, 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 drama. Like the girl Mara. Drama. Like... I don't like reality shows because I think that they're stupid, mm-hmm. especially, like, I have an agenda against The Bachelor. Yeah, understandably. Because, like, if I wanted to watch a white girl just fawn over a bunch of white guys, I would just go to high, back to high school. But um, <laughs> She went to Jacksonville, everybody, if you're new, so. <laughs> and it's always some, like, country pumpkin girl, and 
I just find it weird that like she just let her stay in house with like fifty guys. And you said like, something that was really funny the other day. You were like, "It's always Hannah Montana and like literally all the rest Alabama, of men. Hannah, and Alexis, Texas, every fucking year." And then they have one black girl, and people were like, "How dare you ruin this show with your wokeness?" Because she was black. Like that was literally it. And I was like, "Y'all are all showing your true colors, Kathy four five six. So I got really stink about that show after that. I like Kardashians, but that's it. Because like. I, why would I watch real drama when I could watch fake drama and become more invested in it because I get everything I want out of it, you know? Exactly. And when it's the Kardashians, they have, like... Uh, the reason why I like Kardashians a lot is because they have rich people problems. Like, that's why I used to like Gossip Girl. That's why I like Sex in the City. Like, they have a lot of money, so they have, like, big money problems. You know what I mean? Like, in, they don't have, like, oh, my God, Becky was talking about me behind my back. Their problems are, like oh my god, my private plane got stolen and I'm about to get sued for $18.5 million. Okay, but then they'd also be like, Kylie wore red to my birthday party knowing damn well I was wearing red and I just literally can't believe her. So it's like rich people problems to the point where it's like, that's a problem. Okay, but like also with like The Bachelor and like Bad Girls Club, like all those. Okay, Bad Girls Club is funny because they fight. I've never seen it. It's this fight. It's funny. Really? But like, if I wanted to watch some girl that can't find love go into a house and still not find love, I would look at my own love life. Like, I don't need to watch someone else do it on TV because I just entertain it for myself. Like, wow, it's making me more sad. Also, The Bachelor's so scripted. Like, if there's this book that came out, like, five years ago. It's called, like, Exposing Bachelor Nation or something like that. And it was just this woman who used to be a producer on the show just writing about how the entire thing was so scripted and, like, it wasn't even real. And it was, like, exposing Chris is his name, I think, Chris. And, uh, like... That racist the guy that got fired. Him. Is that... No. I don't know. Maybe. The host. Yeah, Chris. Is it him? He's dating, he's dating some girl that's definitely young for him. Guys, one momentary... One moment. <laughs> I'll be back momentarily. I'm making tea because I still don't really have a place. Yes. Oh, yeah. So we couldn't record last week because Sydney had a little bit of swollen tonsils. We went to the doctor together, might I add. It was really cute. And the doctor stuck a little popsicle stick down the back of her throat. It was huge. It was like a skinny pencil dick, but not. Anyway, she was, oh, my God. It was, I felt so bad because, like, obviously I care about you and your health. And I hated that you were in pain because you were my friend. But it was probably one of the funniest moments of my life because you don't understand, like, Sydney's face was the equivalent of a dog, like, about to throw up. Like, it, her back was arched, and she was just, like, gagging. It was so funny. I'm so sorry. It was because so funny. Not only did I have to get a strep test, and which literally just, like, stuck, played with her uvula with a fucking Q-tip, I didn't have to get a COVID test right after yeah. up my nose. And I, okay, I don't know what it is. It's, like, whenever I get the nose test for COVID, I start hysterically laughing. Like, literally, she's like, I went, huh. And she looked at me, and I was like, I'm very sorry. I don't know what else to do with my body. She also wasn't gentle with the strep test. She didn't, like, graze the back of your throat. She, like, poked it. And she was like, no, you're doing it wrong. You need to stick your tongue out. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with it. You're just poking the back of her fucking throat. Like, she definitely didn't take it right, but okay. I know she didn't do anything I was so confused she literally just stabbed the back of your throat I mean and look I'm no licensed professional obviously maybe she did it right and if so deep apologization to whatever nurse but watching that was crazy guys we got a little gift bag today from Popeyes we got exclusive access to the nuggies and they were so good I'm dead because they gave us eight pieces of nuggets and Sarah's like I have it for dinner and then we ate the whole thing within four minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
I felt ridiculous too because I put an Instagram story up uh, like four minutes before you finished the entire thing and then I had to post it when I was done. So I was like, this is so embarrassing. Like everyone knew I ate this in 30 seconds. It's okay. They saw my fat ass. Uh, to be honest, it was really good. Talk about how good it was. It, it was, was very good. Well, it just tastes like Popeye's chicken tenders, but shorter. Yeah, but true. <laughs> it still slaps. Which means I had Popeye's. This is the last thing I'm ever going to say. I had Popeye's for Thanksgiving last year. No, I'm being so serious. Because my family can't cook. My mom can cook. But I was at my dad's house, and him and my mom don't cook. And they were like, we're ordering Popeye's. And I was like, I'm not going to object to that. But um, I want sympathy right now, so I'm complaining about all my problems. Okay, go. Guys, I have been through it this last week. You can ask Sarah. It's not only have there been boy problems. That's what the whole episode is probably going to be about, because when is it not? Yeah. But I also tore my foot because this is, like, the weirdest problem to describe. So my foot's been broken for like four years, but I just don't let it heal because I'm impatient. And so I have this very weird phenomenon where I just face plant in public. Like not even like a cute little like, oh, like I, I twipped. No, we were in fucking Bloomingdale's. Uh, we weren't even doing anything. We were just literally standing there. And next thing I know, I'm on the ground like Velma. was <laughs> looking for my sunglasses. And the worst part is the floor in Bloomingdale's is so hard. And like it would have been kind of cute if people were like, okay. Because okay. it's tile. It's so hard. It's tile. And everyone looked at me and looked like, like a peasant. They were like, mm. But then, the literally the morning of, like four hours earlier, we were walking down Soho. We were walking in Soho. Oh my God, we met a fan. It was really cute. Sarah didn't hear her say hi, but I did. know. It was so awkward. I was reading my emails and I was so invested in my phone. I thought she told Cindy that she liked her clothes, but she was like, I love the podcast. And And Sarah just like did not look up, but I was like, that's so awkward. (laughs) But this lady fell most dramatic way ever in the middle of the street. And people at the restaurant got up to come help her. People on the street were helping her. People got their cars to help her. But no, when I fall, everyone was like, "Mm, sad. I was so embarrassed. The embarrassment hurt more than my We were foot. also talking a few hours earlier, like, what would be worse? In, in accordance with the lady falling, like, in the middle of traffic, and everyone, like, rushed to help her, and she looked, like, mortified. I was like, what would be worse? If you fell and everybody tried to help you, so, like, you knew everybody saw, or, like, pretending everybody didn't see and, like, nobody coming to help you? And I was saying, like, nobody coming to help you. And you were like, I don't know. And then we went to Bloomingdale's, and you down, fell. Like, Go find and then out you were right like, now. now I know. And yes. it was, it's nobody helping The thing is, I remember falling. I remember being on the ground, and I was like, oh. Because the way you fall is so funny. You don't fall like this. Like, you don't fall... Uh, Face forward. Diagonally. You fall, like, down. So instead of falling, like, and catching yourself with your hands, you fall and kiss the floor. Like, no, literally. I'm so pretty funny. sure that me and that floor made out for a little bit. And the worst part is, I wasn't the first, I've been falling. I'm not even joking, guys. I'm not exaggerating. Sarah's my witness. I've been falling for, like, a year. Uh, yeah. No, like... It's not even cute anymore, though. Like, for, like, a week, it was kind of funny because I would just be staying there and I'd fall. Yeah. But, like, I remember Valentine's Day last year, I was meeting Mr. Medium, and he saw me faceplant in the middle of the road from, like, across the street and just stared. And no one came to help me then either. Oh, my God. My life is kind of tragic. We are we should, so weird. We should have, like, a school of thought. Wait, called what do you dumbass. mean? Oh, yes. Like, if it's called, we are a school of thought studied in, in schools. So, you know, like, the School of Rock? School. That's us, but School of Thought. School of Thought, T-H-O-T-S. <laughs> that's, so that's the name of this episode, School of Thoughts. <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but... But I just oh, had God. to take a pill, and I literally almost threw up on it, because it was so big. It's genuinely the size of Houston, Texas, the pill that she's taking right now. It's so fucking it's annoying. It's very annoying. I was like, why would, why, why would you make it that big? Make it a liquid if it needs you to be You can't consolidate big. it. Like, why seriously. Why don't you just make two and make us take two? Yeah. Uh, duh. What? 
I saw. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I don't know. I gave it a little wait. I'm gonna do it again. Ooh, what? Ooh, what? Ooh, what? Oh my god, there's a new. You know how that TikTok audio that I'm obsessed with that I talked about last episode. It was like, um, yeah, covers that that one. She made me watch a compilation of fucking fish hooks on uh, what's that thing called? TikTok or YouTube? On YouTube. YouTube, I did. And then she sat there and recited the whole thing, and I was like, okay. There's a new one, and she's like, Oscar, you know something my chick? I have a latte, a little matcha tea, like iced tea. It's so funny. Wait, get to the story about that one time in your room. Um, So, like, when Sarah and I, like, first met, actually, we were, like, friends for, like, a few months at this point. Like, we were in the same friend group pretty close. Yeah. And we were out, like, out one night, like, doing our thing. And Sarah was like, Sydney, I have to, like, show you this song later. And, like, I was, like, kind of, like, you know, drunk. So I was kind of, like, okay. And then... I was literally wasted off my butthole. Okay, so I'm too drugs. Um, and we uh, we got back to her, her apartment. Mm-hmm. And she pulled me into her room and closed the door. Like, all our friends were sitting in the living room. And I was kind of, like... But in this mind, I still wasn't thinking of anything. So I was, like, on my ditzy little cranberry and vodka high. And um, I was, like, okay, this is a little bit weird. But, like, okay. Yeah, I took you in my room, like, closed it, locked it. Yeah, closed like, close the door and locked it. And then I sat there on her little fold-out chair... And she serenaded me for, I'm not even joking, five minutes. Like, she didn't play a song on her phone. She sang it to me. Acapella. And I just sat there like, yeah. okay. And at the end, I was like, that was really good. I didn't remember her telling me she had to sing me something. And I think about that a lot because it's the most Sarah thing ever. Why did you sing that to me? What song was that? It was like a Broadway song. I know what song it is. It was a Broadway no, song. No, I don't. I can't remember. Oh, my God. I was From so a show drunk. you liked. I don't remember. And I was like, okay. And it was like a random ass song. I don't remember. What was it? It was from a show you liked or something. Yeah, guys, that's how I became friends. Well, and you know what? And this is why we are going to be friends forever. Because if you can get past that, you can get past anything that I throw at you. So. (laughs) So I spelled addition wrong. What's like your moment? Like what's, because that I know is probably the most embarrassing moment that I've ever had in front of you. When that I and when my ex-boyfriend my... called you a slut. That, oh, those that, two things. that's true. And also when I look at your, your tapeworm that came out of your fucking ass. <laughs> it wasn't even fucking tapeworm. So I just had to look at Sarah's poop that she carried around in a Ziploc bag for like an hour. That was more like, just like gross. It wasn't more, like that was mortifying, I think. Well, like the sing-song thing, that was yeah. cringy, mortifying, disgusting, embarrassing. Yeah. What's the embarrassing thing that you've done? Because uh, I can't think of it. Everything in my life. Well, okay. I did get hives and... Oh, yes. uh, they were right next to my genital area, and I really made Sarah look at them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you did hear me having sex with the door oh, open. That was funny. That probably is it. Yeah. That's oh. like, not even that bad. That oh, was just funny. That, that was, was cute. Funny. You have more embarrassing moments than I do. Wow. Hey, look. Look and listen and subscribe to my channel. Okay. Did we tell that story? We did. We did briefly, but now we're taking it way too far. Yeah. Because I feel like people are going to hear us say that. I don't even like I, That was also an embarrassing moment for me that I didn't recognize you were literally singing Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. No, because, like, I said it in the group chat, too. Like, <laughs> if people say something that I don't know in the group chat, I would put it in Google. Yeah. But, no, you went you went straight off of your vibes. Yep, exactly. And you know what? Now it's a meme. Like, now it's actually, like, something funny. That I don't know. I'm just making excuses. Pero, pero, pero. What else have we been up to lately? Oh, we got that neon sign. It's going to be in the next mini, which is really exciting. Yeah, what else? I'm literally putting on the story right now, should we do an apartment tour? If people say no, I will literally delete this so fast. We got a DM from this girl, and she was like, can you guys just do an episode, just like straight talking talking about nothing with That's no theme? That's what we do like every week. And I feel like we have, each episode, like we have a theme, 
And I appreciate the request. I think it's so funny. But I feel like each episode we have has a theme. But we never really stay on theme. So is that each episode... I understand what she's asking, though. Like, sometimes I'll listen to my favorite podcast, like My Favorite Murder, and I'll be like, I wish they just, like riffed off each other for the entire episode instead of like talking about murders but then they actually start talking about the murders and I'm like oh yeah this is why I listen to the podcast yeah. so it's funny um I, the, I feel like I'm the I'm opposite honored, though. I'm the opposite kind of podcast listener like I won't listen to a show for every episode unless mm-hmm. I'm like dedicated to it really I would I will like look up issues pertaining to me that I want advice on and then listen to those episodes you know because it's like specific because like why would I listen to an episode about like soccer I don't play soccer yeah you know you know, you know, you know. There's this podcast with the, that these two guys did, and it was all about Wildwood, like, at, down the Jersey Shore. And it got so popular, and it's so specific. Like, it's so niche. And it got so po- Like, they were charting for a really long... Like, they were charting for a week straight. And I was like, how in the fuck did such a niche podcast get so much attention? But I feel like a lot of people, like, for example, I've seen so many episodes lately about people's trips to the Hamptons. I'm kind of like, ooh, do y'all see the Hamptons that badly? Because, like, we went. It was not... It was so fun, but it's fun because, like, we're us and we're fun. Yeah. And, like, it was cute and it was fun. Like, we did everything wrong that we could do wrong. Like, yeah. Okay, missing our train. But we made it fun because we're us. Don't say that too much. Um, so, like, what did happen is... Oh, my God. My British accent's so insanely good. Is that funny? Like... I'm a pretty good Irish accent. Like, I tried to watch Peaky Blinders. I know if they're Irish. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are saying. They're before. like British. I just forget which kind of fucking thing. Guys, <laughs> we're watching the violin, as we already said, and you probably can't tell. But anyway, as you were, like, okay, my man right now is, right now, my man is, <laughs> my man is Spanish. Like, he's new guy. I guess we need a new name we for him. We need a new name for him now. He plays golf. Okay, golfer. <laughs> and I was like, what do people in golf do? Ball. Putt-putt. putt putt Oh my god, putt-putt. Um, you know what I said? Cum-putt. Cum-putt. Uh, cunt, we got to talk about cunt pun. Okay, guys, <laughs> momentary break. So we're watching season five of Love Island. If you haven't seen it, please do. It's the most mindless thing to watch, but it's so entertaining. And there's one guy on the show named Sharif. Yeah. And randomly, they were like, Sharif's no longer on the show. Anyway, and like just went on. And I was like, there's no way I don't know the tea behind this. Mm-hmm. So I did some deep diving. And um, what happened was they were he was play fighting with Molly May, the iconic Molly May. Everyone loves her. And accidentally kicked her in the hoo-ha. And then he started laughing and called it a... Can I say cunt? Yeah, I think so. This is explicit. Okay. Yeah, sorry for the... If you guys don't like this word, I love this word. He called it a cunt punt and got mm. kicked off of Love Island for that. And I'm sorry, but cunt punt's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Sarah and I were really cackling. I think the word is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I think, like, to, to British people, it's, like, a normal word. But for mm. us, it's, like, the most awful word you could ever say yeah and i don't understand it i like think people say so the n-word and they'll be like oh my god guys let them live they made the word but lord have mercy you say the c-word they'll be like <gasps> the british i know a lot of like feminists who are like how dare you say that word and i'm like i can say what i i can say what yeah. i want i have a I'll, cunt I'll, I'll, i can say what yeah, i want i'll call you ball sack how about that <laughs> like yeah yeah literally bull sack stupid bullsack. this is what i really don't like what? i i really don't like this wow my mind. Wow. Tell me what I is saw about this as I was saying it. <laughs> Why do, like, when you want to call someone weak, you call them a pussy? Even though pussies literally give birth to humans, rip themselves apart, and grow back together multiple times. But then you want to have, like, you want to be strong, you say, grow some balls. If you even look at a man's balls, <laughs> if the wind passes it, they literally start crying. So I think it's a little backwards. I think that's the male agenda right there. That's, that's it at its finest. I licked someone's balls once and they were like, ow. And I was like, excuse me? Excuse me. Because like, 
I don't know. I saw this graphic one time. I don't know if I believe it. It was like the equivalent of a woman giving childbirth is getting kicked in the balls. And I was like, that's not true. That's not true at all. Like during childbirth, a woman's vagina gets ripped to her asshole. Yeah. There's those TikToks where like guys feel cramps for the first time and they all start crying. Yeah. Also, like, wait, but like men will lift boxes up nine flights of stairs and they'll be like, oh my God, honey, you're so cute and blah. But then like, They'll cut their toe and they'll be like, nah, nah. Or like, like, God forbid, like, you look at another man and they're like, you really hurt me. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Like literally, if you break a man's heart once, and he'll never like get over it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. but we're kind of talking about 12, that today. He'll be like, I literally. That's work. a perfect segue. We went from cunt punt to whatever that was. Okay, but side note, graphics have a whole different generation. Yeah. Like if you put some shit in Canva and post it, people will believe it. I will say the Earth is not real. We are living a simulation on Mars, and it'd be in a cute little Canva graphic, and people will believe it. Oh, it'll get like a thousand likes on Instagram. It's crazy. I saw a lot of like weird graphics. Um, when like Ebola was happening and like half of them were false and I was like okay okay it was so scary though because the required reading for um honors biology in high school for us was this book about Ebola we read it it's like been the required reading for like the last like five or six years just to read it too but the year we read it is when Ebola started like happening again the Zika virus and we were like oh what uh um what we're talking about oh yeah segue into the topic go ahead that was a really nice segue yes damn it now what's the segue we got off topic no we were talking about oh talking men how men when men get hurt when they're like like 12 and their girlfriend breaks up with them like their kindergarten girlfriend they're like i can't date you as a 20 woman just like like, what understand yeah or they're like the nice guy and i'm like relax please I hate when men that's my biggest pet peeve when they talk about them being the nice guy I'm like if you were actually a nice guy you wouldn't call yourself a goddamn nice guy 
Okay, got the, okay. <laughs> I've noticed this. Okay, what? Every guy who says nice guys finish last, it's finishing last because he's not nice. Like that's the reason because if you're a nice guy you don't call yourself a nice guy because you're just a genuinely good person um, but, but like the men who use it in the context where it's like women don't ever want nice guys women want men to build I'm like to that's hurt them and stuff I was like okay, yeah and if that's hurt them. that's not true first of all that's like me saying like all men want to like hurt me in some like basic level way and like categorizing all men like that like I would never do that so like don't categorize all women as something like that like if a woman wants like genuinely genuinely wants a mean guy like that's not the guy's problem that's the girl's problem just like if a man wants to hurt me that's his problem not my problem that doesn't mean there's something wrong with me that means there's something wrong with them um, okay i want to introduce the topic first and then go back to that circle back make a u-turn listen learn today's topic is healing from relationship trauma yeah and i think trauma can be used in different ways because it doesn't just mean like one thing it just means like how you can heal from what happened in one relationship to mm-hmm. the next like how do you not necessarily have a clean slate but how do you heal enough to the point where like it, your past problems won't affect you in the future right so you can't no there's no way you can fully heal from anything i agree but to the point but i think the asterisk is fully not fully healed but healed enough to where your past problems don't affect your future relationship where like you're not comparing your ex to your future Oh, yes. In ways like that. Yes. And I, I, okay, now I agree with you now that I know what you're saying. However, what I'm saying, and I think you're going to agree, is that your relationships and like every single environmental situation that happened in your life make up who you are and they contribute along with genetics and along with like psychology. They contribute along to like what you're going to experience in your next relationship. So whether or not, like it doesn't even matter if your past relationships affect when you like first start dating somebody else because that's almost inevitable. Like when you go on a first date, it's almost inevitable you're gonna there's gonna be like some comparing going on no matter if it was traumatic or not but what I'm saying is that as you grow older and part of evolving and part of like for example you and me we don't have fully developed brains yet like we're still evolving and growing which is really annoying um like I kind of think of myself as an adult like I don't want my brain still be evolving but what I'm saying is that our experiences will always for example you have had an awful relationship in the past. I've had an awful relationship in the past with the specific things that my ex did, for example. That's stuff that I have my guard up a lot, a lot, a lot for all the time. And that's something that I don't tolerate now in my new relationship, but I think I'm better off because of it. Would you agree with that? No. Okay, tell me why. I mean, like, for other people, yes. Okay. For me, no. For a reason I'm going to discuss in a second. I'm ready. What were we talking about before I said that? Because I had something to say about that, like, really deep, and I forgot what it was. Were you talking about Jorge's name, or was that way too far back? Way too far back. Oh. What is his name now? We never decided. Oh, yeah, that's too. What do you do in golf? Like, you hit stuff. What is the golf stick called? A golf club? Oh. Mm. I was big stick. What's the little ball called? Golf ball. <laughs> Sorry. I'll be like, putt-putt or puck or something. Well, the only reason I know that is because of my dad. I'm not, no. I'm not like What's dumb up? or anything. Hole-in-par? Hole-in-one is a... Birdie? What well, is birdie? Birdie. Isn't birdie a thing? Oh, God, we're gonna start saying their names eventually. I just need to get his permission first. Yeah. Well, you should you should be able to get it by next episode, and if not, we can think of. But okay. So going back to what Sarah was saying about how um, guys are like girls just don't like nice guys. Oh yeah. I think that the saying that like nice guys finish last. Which I don't know why that's a saying. I think it's an excuse for men to re- mistreat women under the guise of oh girls just like bad boys. Like no. I think the reason why the bad boy thing is attractive is that so many girls 
I've gone through relationships where like men have hurt them in the past. I don't mean like physically. I just mean like emotionally have like twisted them because of that whole saying of like, oh, if a boy's mean to you, that means he likes you. So we've been conditioned to think that like if a guy mistreats us, it's his way of showing love. So we've become accustomed to this like, oh, I want a bad boy. But no, it's because when I was five years old and uh, Chunky Chucky was punching me on the fucking playground, it's because only liked me. Like, no, you're just a violent kid. Like, I, yeah. I think that's part of why we have that kind of like, idea it's a lot a of boy. our upbringing yeah like i don't want to date some guy on a free like i don't know on a bender like i don't want to date some guy who like throws his life away to just like have fun all the time like that's i mean like that's great i just don't think so i love how like in movies or like rom-coms teen rom-coms yeah you knew he was a bad boy and the parents hate him because he rode a motorcycle yeah like <laughs> there's one exception where she should have chosen the bad boy mm-hmm. and it was hannah montana he's the one jesse she chose that. Okay, the Beanie Babies thing was that. Hi, Carly. Same actor. I don't know. Never the Beanie Babies though. No. Just the Beanie Babies. No. That was on iCarly though. But same actor. Oh, okay. It was hot. Really? But Jesse, um, the same actor guy. Yeah. J- Jake's little flimsy ass. He was in and out all these seasons. No, she should have chosen Jesse. What about? Do you remember that guy from the Hannah Montana episode with the watermelon and he he his rich parents and Jackson was like. Uh, he pretended to be a prince and British. Like, Jackson and the dad pretended to be British. And he brought his parents over. Parents were so snobby. Do you remember that? No. And it, yeah, your memory kind of scares me because I'll literally be like, Sarah, what you just do? And you'll be like, uh... Yeah, like, what time is dinner tonight? Uh, and literally. Then, and then School of Rock. And one girl said it three, three minutes and 46 seconds that she loves this color. And I'll be like, girl, how do you remember that? Yeah. My one friend, Mia, from back home, she can remember every lyric like she can listen to a song twice and know the words like no genius for her no looking up the lyrics she just knows it i think that's me with ever but SZA. girl i will sing a SZA song i'll be <laughs> she i don't know what she's talking about ever but i relate to it yeah the you're very good at knowing lyrics for sure i think i think i'm like fair at knowing lyrics Mia's just insane oh my god She's crazy. I can't wait for you to meet her. You're going to really like her. We are so ADHD. I know. What are we talking about? We've been talking about topics in the last second. Okay. So, healing from past trauma. 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 And we use the word trauma not in a traumatic way. We use it in more of a general term of, like, past experiences. Healing. Okay, we should rephrase that. Yeah. Healing from past experiences. Because I think it's key to notice that it's not only what's been done to you, but what you do to other people. Exactly. Because the way you treat people, like, some girls might be like, oh, like, I cheated on a boyfriend in the past. Like, I can't be in another relationship because I'm going to cheat on them because I've done it before. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not just how people treat you, but also your own behavior. Yeah. Because I say this all the time in all our episodes. I actually don't, but I think I do. Is that you can't control the way someone treats you on the way that you react to it and how you deal with it. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah, it was that stupid ass thing. I still don't know the fucking saying. A second thing is you cannot change and pray for the will to something. Um, I don't know, but it sounded really nice, the few words that you said. I think it's Mahatma Gandhi. We don't like him. Hold on. It is, oh, it's the it's a serenity prayer. They say it before cheer. I don't really know why. Oh. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Interesting. I said that so fast. I'm very sorry. I have speech of heaven. Wait, say it again. Okay. <clears throat> I'm saying this normal because I'm a normal human being that can fucking read. Okay, go. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much. I like that a lot. I would prefer if you sent that to me because I really like it. And 
I completely agree. That's very we nice. We had to say that before our cheer because we would lose like every competition. Yes. Um, I do think that there are a lot of things that, I mean, and this is also what I hate going off of what you said, Sydney, which I think is a really good point because it led me to a really good point, is that if you have had shitty relationships in the past and if they're really, really big and if they had a really big impact on your life and if they were awful and you were completely in the right, like let's just say in a very perfect world, like that, that's what happened. If you continue on your life to treat someone else like a piece of shit, that's absolutely no excuse. And so what you said, like, I can only control how I react and respond or whatever you said, you blaming a past experience that you had that sucked to be an asshole as an excuse to be an asshole is not, that's, that's your fault at that point. That's not the other person's fault. Now it's out of your control. That, that last situation was out of your control, but like this is in your control and you're failing. Like when I've had shitty exes, <laughs> baby girl, I have, um, yeah. I always tell myself that like, I, okay, so Sarah can attest to this. We talked about this before. But previously, not just in romantic relationships, but I think in general, just like parasocial interactions, I was very much a doormat. I was told I was a doormat by multiple people, including old friends, because I was so scared to let people want to have power over me. Or no, I was scared to exert power over other people. And also, I didn't like sitting up for myself because I, in my head, I was like so insecure. I mean, I still am, but like I'm the most secure and insecure person ever. But I was so insecure that like I felt that if they're telling me this, it should be certain ways because I deserve it. You know that stupid ass perks of being a wallflower quote that was like, you accept love that you deserve. That, well, I think that's so true. Like I stand by that statement so much. Even that movie was fucking weird. But I figured that I deserve the way people treat me. Mm-hmm. So I never do anything about it. That's why I let guys cheat on me, treat me like shit, talk to me like shit. And I had an awakening. I don't really know why. I think I just got tired of it. And now people can't say shit to me. People can't step to me because like I know who I am. I know my value. I know my worth. Blah, blah, blah. But I would always tell myself that I, would, I already let that man, that partner, that whoever, that friend have power over me in that moment. And make me feel like nothing, make me feel insecure, make me feel weak, lesser than. And I refuse to let them do that to me in the future with other people and let me ruin my happiness any more than I already have and let them win because that's letting them win. So by letting my experiences with my ex or in my past, whether it be cheating or emotional abuse or physical, whatever, by letting that carry over into a new thing that could be so pure and so happy and so joyful, whatever. I'm letting that person continue to win and continue to quote unquote like overpower me mm. and I keep that in the back of my mind consistently and it's obviously it's hard it's easier said than done like everything is but I think it's a constant kind of manifestation type shit where like you get to keep saying it like a mantra until mm. you convince yourself that it's true yeah so nothing that like any of your ex-boyfriends have like said to you has stung just a little more when somebody new has said it to you well, you, so this is like the worst advice ever. Don't do this. But it's just something that helped me a lot just to desensitize myself to it, which mm-hmm. is also very unhealthy because like you should feel things about everything. That's part of human experience. Ew, that was very deep. Oh my God. Philosophy. I liked it. I liked it. Welcome to school I'm of thoughts. Um, I'm sitting on your kindergarten rug right now and yes. asking my teacher questions. Well, with, like the cars. You can like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Whoa. Memory unlocked. I know. Or like the puzzle ones. Sorry. Yes. Keep going. Um, I can be wise. I want to be wise. Um. Uh. So I have a thing called a hate him folder. Sarah has seen it. And it is a screenshot. It's It's very long. Incredible. Very, very fucking long. 
it is a notation of almost every single mean, negative, awful thing an ex of mine has texted me, showed me, done to me, etc. It's all compiled into like one small notes folder, yes. which seems very, very bad because like I've had this folder now for what four years, five years, and um, I used to sit at night and just read it and read it and read it, and because when I first like compiled it, it got to a point where like I would read one screenshot and just start crying because it, things were like were that hurtful. But this is obviously like I wouldn't recommend this to everyone at all because it can get very toxic and overwhelming but for me it, it helped me to get to a point where I could read that and feel nothing because one I knew it wasn't true like I know who I am I'm not these words men are calling me and two I finally let it not have power over me like I can read it now and feel nothing I can laugh about it I can show my friends like I don't care but I think that for me was like tangible progress because Sarah knows, like, I've been dealing with healing from a lot of past things. I still am, obviously. It's not, like, a one-day thing. But I think just having a way to, like, visibly see my progress and believe that, like, I am doing something to help myself meant a lot for me. Yeah. And that's so interesting because I'm honestly now sitting here wondering when I – because I have had in the past a very different approach than you have. I've, like, thought – you know, things have happened to me and I've been, like – the less weight I put on them now, the less weight they'll have in the future. But don't do that because I, it's good only temporary to do that because my coping mechanisms in my early college years were extremely unhealthy, but they would make me forget. So, you know, for months would go by and I would think I was totally fine and then it would manifest and manifest because I didn't have a tangible manifestation of anything that happened. And I actually am putting a lot of brilliance on on your hate folder right now. And I know it may seem like a kind of just like, like whatever idea to you, but I'm sitting here actually pedestaling it because the way that I handled it and the way that it's manifested itself now in my relationship and in my habits, I kind of wish that I had something like that to remember that like I was treated like this at one point, but I'm not like that anymore because I'm constantly evolving and growing and I don't take the shit like this anymore and I'm not a doormat anymore. That would be so cool if I had something like that. So that's awesome. Because like I hate that like TV shows, movies, books, friends will be like, oh, you know what we need to do? Oh, I hate the saying to get over someone, you have to get under someone new. Mm-hmm. I hate that saying because I am a full proponent believer, fucking preacher for the idea that you can't get over something until you feel it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like if you're like, oh, this guy broke my heart, cheated on me, so I'm gonna get drunk for four weeks straight yeah. and do every drug possible mm-hmm. and wake up with a new guy every morning. Like mm-hmm. that might work for some people, but I know at least for me, I am never gonna get over something until I feel it, feel my way through it. That's how I always say, like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna cry for five nights straight. For five months straight, for five years straight. Mm-hmm. But I know that doing so, I'm letting myself feel it. And yeah. two, I'm going to wake up one day and it's not going to hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to that day, you know? And I'm getting to that place after, what, three or four years. Mm-hmm. But I will say one thing that people don't usually wouldn't agree with. You might disagree very strongly. But I think about this recently is that, like, I think my biggest thing, I think that every problem I've had in relationships, not just one person, but multiple people, <clears throat> has all boiled down to like one value and it's trust mm. like I think that trust is such a sacred thing because mm. like obviously we're like oh my god do you trust me I'm like yeah I trust all that but I think trust is one of the most vulnerable things you can do for someone or mm. like have give someone access to you know 
So so true. Yeah, it's like giving giving someone so much of yourself that you put faith in them. And like to me, that's a, that's a, like a big deal. Yeah. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Ready. Um, I'm on my kindergarten carpet. Yes. <laughs> Children. People always say that, like, don't let what happened in your past affect your trust for people. Like, oh, they say trust until they give reason not to trust. Mm-hmm. People always say that. But for me, that feels like you're setting yourself up for hurt because you're waiting for that, that other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, this is going too well, stuff like that. Right. So I'm a very strong believer in that trust should be earned. I'm not going to meet a guy and be like, I trust you immediately, you know? Like, you, I'm going to trust you when you prove to me that I can trust you. Like, right. give me reason to trust you. So I never go start out like, oh my God, he's going to be faithful to me. He's going to treat me so well. Like, I can say that's the one thing I've never done. I've never gone on a date and been like, oh, wedding. You know? Yeah. You're very good at that as well. But I feel like in recent relationships, I've just been so hopeful that God treated me so well in the beginning that I was like, I trust him fully. Mm-hmm. And then I got proven. Okay, not proven. I went searching for reason to not trust I am the first person that won't go look through Instagram followers and, like, look at comments and go searching for reason why I not trust someone. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it hurts because, like, I did have trust in someone and then I, like, went for reason not to. And I don't, re- like, uh, request. I don't recommend that at all. But then it also reminded me that, like, why am I putting so much faith in someone I don't know? But that's also a step that you're trying to get over. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that you're working on. And I think that's really big of you to admit that for sure. Yeah. Okay, people are so happy, or like old people, like boomers and shit, they're probably so happy and like married for 95 million years because they didn't have social media. If their men were all cheating uh-uh. on the side, and then them knew because they no. were a lot. Social media, I'm convinced. If you were born in the fucking 1800s, you would still find a way. It was not social media, it's they didn't have a Sydney winter. But they'd get they a letter. Oh my god, his letter smelled like her lipstick. You could make a, um, 
business as a PI, I think. No, literally, no my, at my uh, law firm, they really call me the FBI agent. Really? Yeah. They'll be like, here's a name, and I'll come back with like their tax records. Um, <laughs> that sounds illegal. Yeah. But it's not. It's you not, get all of your stuff legally, yeah. I do, guys. I get it legally, I swear. Yeah. But I feel like it's so funny that like movies pre social media, they yeah. found out they were cheating because like their shirts were like perfume, or, like there's a lipstick stain. Who is kissing each other? I don't go to a man and kiss his collar. Why is it always like one perfect lipstick stain right dead center in front of his work shirt? Yeah, and it's on the back, it's like in the front. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not by his ear. It's and then he right walks the home front. and throws it on the bed. Dumbass. <laughs> Why would you? Yeah. Ooh. He just takes it off and like th- gives, shoves it in his wife's face. And I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? But I used to like going back to what you were saying about like the to get over someone, get under someone. If you were talking to me a year and a half ago, I would have strongly disagreed. And I don't know if I still do or not. Right now, I I don't disagree with you but before I would have just because like when I didn't have a boyfriend my life was fine like I didn't have I wasn't worried I felt so in control I had like quit smoking and doing all of these things but I was still having really fun sex life and like going out and actually having fun and enjoying myself in a way that I felt I could control and then I started dating Mr. Ponyboy and then all of that changed and now I'm facing all of these obstacles that um, my previous approach doesn't really work for. So now I feel like I'm starting from scratch. So right now, and I think this came from like what I said previously, I'm like constantly looking for warning signs that my ex-boyfriend showed because I'm so scared for him to turn out like that and for us to turn out like that and for me to have to go back to this life that like on the surface I enjoyed but underneath I was hurting and it was just a cover that I felt very safe and it was buttoned on really tightly. You know what I mean? It's not wrong because it's natural. Well, yeah, you know, like I guess people... I think this is so important to understand that like healing is not linear yeah. in the sense that like you do not he you don't like get hurt on day five and heal by day 15 you know it's something Charlotte you from Sex and the City. yeah yeah the, her fucking half half time rule yeah um it's something that you deal with for however long it may be there's no like set time it's up it's up and down you know signs might feel great one day and awful the next day but think about this is that like both of us whenever we have an issue we like come to other about like our current relationships, the first thing we always say, and not necessarily in these words, but in some form is like, he is not him. Meaning that like your current guy is not your ex. And we find it so hard to separate the two because we're so used to being loved a certain way. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the one thing that sucks about being in like an unhealthy relationship or toxic relationship is that like, you learn to be loved a certain way that you shouldn't be loved. You know, like you learn to devalue yourself. You learn to make yourself less. You learn to subdue yourself, your personality, your interests, your likes. Like, change yourself into, like, what this guy wants you to be. Mm. To a point where that when you finally do find someone who loves you for, like, you, you, you know? Mm. Or someone who's trying so hard to love the way that you deserve. You don't want it. You fight it because you're not used to being loved the way you are, you know? And it's so hard to unlearn that kind of, like, behavior. Because, like, I even know for me, it's, like, I literally subconsciously coached myself to think that, like, I deserve this. Like, I deserve to be cheated on. I deserve to be mistreated. I deserve to be yelled at and, like, whatever Mm -hmm. because I'm not loving him correctly or I'm not enough or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not skinny enough or whatever. But when I finally get a chance to, like, experience happiness in its pure form or, like, joy or just, like, something happy and pure and light, I look for ways to, like, to make it go wrong. Which is why I do when I go look through Instagram likes or I go through this or whatever, you know? It's because, like deep down I don't think I deserve to have something good yeah which is like hard obviously to unlearn and like it's very very subconscious like you don't 
know it's happening until yeah. you like sit down. Like I'm learning it right now. I never said this out loud before in my life. And it's hard to admit, obviously. But I think once you do say it out loud or it like clicks for you in your head, oh my lordy, it makes a world of a difference. Yeah. That was so country. Oh my God. Oh my lordy. I'm gonna cry. Because it's something we are like told not to think about, you know? Because yeah. like, let's say you are with someone like you're with Pony or I'm with whoever the fuck his name is, Birdie Club. Um, <laughs> we think like, oh shit, I can't think about my ex. That means I'm still feelings for him or like I'm not yeah. giving this guy whatever. But like, you know, like I said, progress isn't linear. Healing isn't linear. Healing is a daily battle. It's an hourly battle. It's a choice, something you want to continue to do, you know? And it hurts. It sucks ass. Literally, it fucking is the worst. Like, bruh, I just want to chill with my pina colada on the beach and know that I'm a hot bitch. But sadly, you date five foot six annoying ass men. But... Well, it's crazy also because how are you supposed to tell some guy? Because it's not this. But when you... I feel like whenever... um, I bring it up and this isn't a shot at like Pony's character I just feel like whenever I bring it up I'm talking about some guy who used to stick his hot thing in me to some guy who is now sticking his hot thing in me and it's just so like because I I don't know it's so awkward and weird but then when I get in when I feel this way he's the only one I want to talk to but I can't because it's awkward you know what I mean it's so weird but I think of it like this, because I had the same similar sorts of conversation towards. I think that it's obviously awkward to be like, yeah, this guy used to put his dick in me on the regular and also, <laughs> and also ruin my life. Is the reason why I, like, I'm mad at you right now. But I think, it, I always think of it in the sense that like that might be awkward to talk about, but it's also a part of me. And if you're going to love me, if you're, be with me, if you're going to be a, a part of me, be me my voice cracks so hard you're gonna be a part of my life gotta get with the program bitch it's not a pretty program but like i it's torn it's ripped i'm torn i'm all out of faith this This is how i feel why do you go so hard in movies all sorry (laughs) one direction days but um I know. I was like, "Why are you naked?" Ew. I know. Like, did I? Did he just finish? Probably did a bathroom cry too, girly. I used to sit on the back corner and just cry. Bruh, in our old apartment. No, this is so funny. I'm so sorry. But Sydney would goddamn go in this bathroom, lock the door, stand there for two and a half hours, hot box the bathroom, not with marijuana, yes, not yes. with smoke, with shower steam, and put her head in the shower and lay face first on the yes. floor for two hours. It's like ghetto sauna. <laughs> in New York City sauna oh yes I was saying that like I am in a new relationship yeah. and it's weird because like I'm doing things with him that I've done what I'm doing something with him that I haven't done in like the last four years of one person I'm doing with like five months with this person Jeez. Um, like I already met his family and visited his home country and I didn't visit my I didn't even meet my last two boyfriends families and I fucking dated them for like four years so we had a conversation about like past trauma but like I think it helped him to understand like why I overthink so much and stuff like that and it just was nice to like get it off my chest so he went something I'm weird but yeah it's yeah. hard but it's necessary evil that's what I would say guys it was my birthday and I didn't post about it so that'd be very selfish and weird but it's my birthday I'm very surprised you didn't post a picture on your birthday I thought that'd be so weird like I'll say happy birthday ew cause I don't post other people's like birthday stories about me on my story but I post 19 birthday like posts on my feed yeah so. I was gonna post on Prime and I was like it's a little bit weird to be like tell me happy birthday 
You should have done it. I'm not I should have done it. I'm not a Leo. She's a Cancer. I'm a Leo. It's now Leo season, which gives me an excuse to be a cunt. Did it? Did it? Do cunt? Do cunt punt. I want to make cunt punt into a graphic and just see how people like are like what? Yeah, I really do. Like, cunt punt and then it. like shut like s h shut. shut. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We are sorry we unloaded all of our shit on you today but it was still fun and it was very therapeutic for us and we hope that in some way it uh if you have past relationship experiences that were negative we hope that it helped you think about it in a different way at least or begin to continue to grow because you're always growing whether or not your brain is fully quote-unquote mature or not you are always evolving and growing in some way um if you want to hear more of us choosing a topic talking about it for 10 minutes and then rambling the rest of the time you can follow us on instagram tiktok and youtube at crying in public podcast and you can listen to us on iheart spotify and apple Podcasts as well we always love to hear from you so if you want to talk if you want us to talk about a certain like theme or topic shoot us a dm we're always in our dms and we try to respond to everyone we can there's a very good chance you will get a response so just shoot us a little message there we will be posting our apartment tour soon and we Actually love you guys up. yes guys, i swear there's a backlog of dms right now i'm about to answer all of them we love you guys a lot thank you as always for being so supportive in what we do and goodbye Bye. Bye. from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.